Welcome back to the Teacher Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and today we're, we have episode number 18. I can't believe we're already on episode 18. We've had so many great guests on, inspiring educators who are changing the lives of their students and changing the lives of other educators through setting the example, being that impact through example that we talk about on so many episodes. And today is no exception. We have Mrs. Amber Harper, a longtime educator and founder of Burned In Teacher, helping teachers across the nation, across the world to deal with their burnout, to be their best and handle the stresses that you experience as a teacher throughout the school year. She's going to share some of her personal journey of how she became burned out, how she processed that, the experience she went through and what she learned. And then she's going to give us so many great takeaways of practices that you can put in place to prevent and then handle and move forward through your burnout to become burned in. Enjoy the episode. It's a great one. Okay, welcome to the, to the show today. I am... Super excited to have Mrs. Amber Harper on the show from Burned In Teacher. We've been trying to connect for a long time. Amber, thank you for being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm so honored that you asked me to be on the show. Yeah, I saw the stuff you're putting out on social media, on Instagram, really predominantly, and just thought it's such a great concept and something that is valuable and kind of missed in the market for educators. And I think our kind of philosophies on helping educators definitely tie it together. So I wanted to reach out and find some time for us to talk and share what you have going on. So I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. So I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So tell me just your background as an educator, kind of where, how you got into teaching, why you wanted to be a teacher, and then where you are today in that. Yeah. So in you know the theme of you know teacher fit online i have to tell you a little bit i have to go back further before i became a teacher and decided to become a teacher awesome. um so fitness actually was a big part of my life before becoming a teacher when i was in high school i was in volleyball and things like that i was really active and my husband and i actually became teen parents and um, I actually brought a picture, and you won't be able to see it, obviously, in the audio, but um, when I was in the hospital to have our baby, this was me, and I, I, yeah, I had gained about 76 pounds, and um, so when I was in, we decided to go to college anyway, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had always been a student. I had been around teachers my whole life, obviously, so I thought that was the thing I was most comfortable with. Um, I thought I, I could be a teacher. I've been around teachers my whole life. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't one of those people that grew up, you know, there are people that grow up knowing that that is their calling. They've always right. wanted to be a teacher. That was certainly not me. I, you know, found myself in a situation where I knew I went, and, it, and this was even before we got pregnant that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew going to college was a really important piece of life um, to be successful at that point. Right. And, um, but I, I never knew what I wanted to do. And so I bounced back and forth between uh, nursing. I missed getting in by, I think, uh, one one hundredth of a, a point. And um, so I actually left college for the rest of the semester, tried to figure out what I wanted to do, went back and decided to go into teaching. And ended up, it was meant to be. I 
I've been so passionate about it since then. Um, and I'm really honest about, you know, when principals have asked me in interviews, have you always wanted to be, be a teacher? And I've been honest and said, no, but <laughs> I didn't. But, you know, I think that, you know, things happen, um, maybe not always for the reason that we think that it's supposed to happen, but I know that I'm in the place that I am now because of a series of events. And one of them was that, you know, I, we went to college and we were really focused and driven and um, fitness was a big part of my life then because it became a stress reliever. And, um, and it also helped me to lose that, that baby weight that I had gained because I didn't take care of myself. But um, so I started teaching in 2007 um, in the school that, uh, that I graduated from, um, the elementary school. I taught in elementary school for 12 years, seven and a half were there at that corporation and ended up leaving because of burnout and uh, took a risk that did not work out and landed in another corporation for another three and a half years, uh, well, three years. And um, that's where Burned In Teacher was born. It was born out of burnout. So I taught grades uh, first through fifth, not in that order. And uh, just a year ago in May, I had to make the decision between continuing Burned In Teacher, um, doing Google training, and there's a whole story there too. Right. Of how, you know, Google, becoming a Google certified educator and trainer and innovator really lit me up. And um, I couldn't continue to do both the training and the teaching and the, the burned out teacher support. So I decided to leave and do burned in teacher full time. And so that's where I am now. That's great. And I, I assumed whether good or bad when I'm assuming things, but I assumed your story had come through being burned out yourself and learning yeah. and taking care of yourself and how you adapt that. So I love that. Yeah. And I love how I just to pull on one thing that, fitness was an outlet and to de-stress and not only take care of your body, but take care of your mind as well. And I think that is super valuable. And that's what I try to tell people like, if nothing else, just taking care of your body, moving your body is a great de-stressor. So I love that you had that experience. Well, and, and when I was pregnant with our daughter, um, I had never been a, I, I had never been heavy. I had, I had never been, and, and when I say I was fit in high school, I wasn't like super fit. I was just, you know, a normal kid and, um, or what I felt like was a normal kid. But, and whenever I started working out hardcore, when I was trying to lose the weight, it was because I didn't want to carry that weight around literally. Um, but then it became, and it was just small steps. It was that, you know, I would go for a walk because obviously I was recovering from having a baby. So, and it was hard, but I just, it, and I talked to teachers about this too. It was that I focused on the goal. I didn't focus on how hard it was. I focused on where I wanted to be. I knew that I had never been in this place before weight wise, so that I needed to take small steps to get to my goal of losing that weight. And I ended up losing more um, than I planned. And I just, and then it transitioned into, this isn't just about me losing this weight. It's a, it's a way of life for me. Um, it became a de-stressor. I started, and then, you know, going into when I was struggling with burnout, um, I got up in the morning and would work out before school because it helped to get my mind right for the rest of the day. And I know that that's not what works for everybody, but it, it worked for me. And I was already, whenever I was struggling with burnout um, in 2014, 15, 
I was not in a great place mentally. I can't imagine where I would have been if I wasn't in a good place physically as well. So it just adds another layer, you know, to that, to that issue of burnout. Yeah. It's something that you, everyone can do. And like you said, small steps, and that is everyone I interview that's had, whether it's a life transformation of a hundred pounds or just losing baby weight or, you know, struggled with some sort of substance abuse. It wasn't, it wasn't everything changed overnight. It was, I did small things each day. And the thing with being active is that you can do it. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to someone else. You can just go for a walk. You can, yeah. you know, do a couple squats in your living room, whatever it may be, yeah. um, just to get that momentum going and taking those small steps. So yeah. I love it- that. And it's funny that you mention it too, because I love doing things with people. For me, everything is the more the merrier, right. and which is good and bad. But um, I've always tried to invite people to work out with me in the morning. I've never been a go to the gym kind of girl. I am go to my basement, get sweaty. I am not, I, I do not look, I don't put makeup on to work out. You know, I, I went to a yoga session with one of my friends um, a couple months ago, and I felt like I was totally out of place. It looked like these women had showered and put on their makeup and curled their hair. And I was like, I had just, I hadn't even showered. I was, I was like, this is, this is a workout session, right? Why is everyone looking so fancy? Everybody looked beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do not belong here. So I, at that moment, actually, I kind of was like, oh my goodness, this is how people feel when they go and work out, you know, in some places, they just feel out of place. I had never felt that way because I, I just don't typically go to a gym, but she had invited me and I'm just, for me, and I've been invited to like challenges and things like that for, you know, people that do beach body. Um, but for me working out exercise is just really personal. It's not something that I typically share on, on social media. Um, I'll sometimes post like, cause I get up at five in the morning on a typical day, work out for an hour, hour and a half. And, um, I'll sometimes post a picture of me with the clock, like, you know, just more about the fact that I'm, that I'm focusing and working hard. Um, not, not more, not really about my fitness, but that, that I'm just, I'm trying to, to do my very best. And for me, 5am is that time. Right. Um, but you know, even exercising sometimes can be a little bit isolating because I've invited people like, I'll just text you in the morning, you know, we can be, um, virtual workout buddies and, um, no, you know, sometimes I just can't find someone who wants to do that with me and that's okay. Um, but you know, there's always going to be situations that kind of make, make working out hard or make, doing something new, difficult. Um, but it really just comes down to you and what you can control, um, which is something I preach in Burden Teacher. And um, so I've just stuck with it. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's beautiful that the morning ties in with you taking care of yourself. Like if that's, if that's where you determine that's the time, there's no other excuse than just getting up and taking action to set myself up for success. And that's yeah. what I talk to so many clients about. I'm like, Yes, getting up in the morning at four or four thirty or five is difficult, mm-hmm. but that's mentally challenging. It's not because there's sporting games you have to go to with your children. It's not because of traffic. It's not because you had a meeting after work. It's just you. It's just me. And and there's no interruptions. No interruptions. And with you saying four in the morning, I have not always gotten up at five. Um, when my daughter was in preschool, we had to drive her twenty minutes in the opposite direction of our school, and then come twenty, twenty-five minutes back. 
I had to get up at 4.15 to work out for an hour to be done at 5.15 before school. Um, it was just something that, and I've always just said, it was, it was mine. That's something that is for me. And it was that important to me. And I just knew that it was not going to happen in the afternoon. And bonus, if we, and my husband and I like to do road biking or we run together sometimes, um, bonus, if that does work out, then that's just better. That's you know, true. you just get extra exercise. Right. Yep. Um, so, so that's, that's how it works into my life. And I didn't know how much you wanted me to focus on it, but I thought oh, I should I bring that up. <laughs> yeah. It's super powerful. And seeing people who are doing it. And this is what, I, again, I try to tell clients, like if there's someone with your same situation that teaches the same number of hours that has kids that, you know, is super busy, just like you, if they're doing it, that means you have permission to do it. And there's, yeah. you know, all you have to do is take those excuses, focus on why you want to do it. You want to be healthier. You want to be happier. You want to be the best version of yourself for you, for your family, for your students, whatever it may be. You have to focus on that. And that's what's going to get it, get you up in the morning. So I love that you do that and take care of yourself. So a little transition. Let's talk about burned in teacher. If you want to start with kind of, your burnout, I would love to hear that story because I know it's going to resonate with so many people. So kind of where were you when all this came together and you started helping other teachers? Sure. Uh, so it really all started in 2014, even before Burned In Teacher started. Um, I was severely unhappy. And I, and what really made the burnout difficult is that I, sh I felt like I shouldn't have been. I was really well respected in my school. I had, um, I, I, I felt like I was really good at what I did. I was really respected by my students and my, and the parents of the students, you know, I, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to like toot my own horn, but like right. I was the teacher that, you know, parents wanted me to have their kids. And so when I was really struggling and literally crying in my car on the way to school, one of the reasons was, is how can you be so ungrateful for what you have? What is wrong with you are the things that I would say to myself. But at the same time, I would walk into my building and I couldn't breathe. And I, I didn't understand why. And there were some, there were some personality clashes between myself and my administration. And I talk about that openly on the podcast, of course, in a respectful way, because they were not the only ones at fault. I was at fault as well. But I just had this inner push and pull of this is where you belong. You're so good at this. Every, everybody really respects you. You're doing the right things. But I was so unhappy. And I would be, um, and I can talk about these three different categories of burnout that I kind of created out of research. I was burned and bored. I needed a new challenge, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. It kind of went back to that situation that I mentioned earlier in college. I knew that I needed to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I knew that education was for me, but I knew that I needed to do something new, but I knew I didn't want to be a principal. I didn't, I kind of dabbled in becoming a counselor for a while. It just, none of those things seemed to fit my personality. And, but I had always also dabbled in the idea of entrepreneurship and I kept fighting against that. Um, something else that I'm really, um, 
I've kind of gotten a little bit away from it. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty transparent about it, but I used to be into natural cleaners. I, I made my, I made my own cleaners. I still make some of them. Um, so I started my own natural cleaning, home cleaning business, um, for a while. And I, I started it in the, in the spring, did it throughout the summer. Um, and it was starting to pick up a little bit, but I just, I don't know. It just, I was too afraid to, to really take that leap and do that full time. Um, so I quit it and went back into the classroom and there were just a lot of things that I was fighting. And that is really where that first step in burned in comes from is really beginning where you are because burned in is an acronym. If I would have stopped and really backed up and thought about where these feelings were coming from, and I would have given them the respect that I deserved and that they deserved I wouldn't have been in this terrible mental state that I was in that eventually caused me to have a mental breakdown in front of my colleagues at school. Um, and that's a whole story too, but I did it. I wasn't paying enough attention to my own true desires and wants out of my career. And, and I think that that's something that needs to be brought to light in multiple situations in life because you can push things to the side as much as you want. You can say, Oh, it's just, it's just a season. And, and it is, you do have seasons of burnout. It's normal to have, you know, ebbs and flows of how you feel about your, any career, not just teaching. But if it's consistent, crying in your car is not normal. You know, I, I just kept saying, you know, this, this will pass. It'll pass. It was just a bad season. Um, but I think that, you know, once I started Burned In Teacher and really started to write about it and talk about it, I had so many realizations about all of the things that I was doing wrong for myself and my own well-being that had to do with things that I thought I couldn't control, but I really could. So when I left um, my first corporation, and really it was my second, I worked at another corporation for six months right out of college. Um, but when I left, um, I left to become an executive director of, of a local educational nonprofit that was really respected. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, this is a new opportunity. It's entrepreneur-ish. You know, right. I get to be the ED. I get to, you know, help make decisions. I still get to work in education. It, they worked inside of our school that I worked in. So I still get to see my friends. Um, and that was another thing. I had great friends at that school. And I was like, what, what is wrong with me? You know, I, I have so much going. Um, but I, I left, did this. And as soon as I, as I was there, got into it the first couple months, I knew it wasn't going to continue. It was, it was you know, nonprofits go through ebbs and flows. This was in a definite ebb that could not, they couldn't flow out of it. Right. So I was there long enough to close it. So there again, I was an, another failure. I left my career. I left in the middle of the school year to do this. I failed this organization. It really was not my fault, but, um, but I felt that way. But what else could I do? I didn't really want to go back into the classroom. I knew I still wanted to do something different, but what else could I do? So again, there I am in that situation. I know I want to do something different, but I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go do this. So went to this new corporation and had definite challenges there. People were wonderful, but I still just had this feeling of this is not what you're meant to do. Um, and I was lucky enough to be invited to go to a Google summit in, Indi in, in uh, south of Indianapolis in Franklin. And it changed my life. I wanted to be that person that was helping teachers 
to bring this technology into their classrooms because I saw the potential in this. Um, the new school that I was in, they were one-to-one -one with iPads. I was teaching first grade and it didn't intimidate me. It excited me, but I still needed to learn how to use these things. Well, this summit did that for me, but I wanted to be the person with the badge. I wanted a Google certified educator badge, one and two. I wanted to learn all the things so I could teach all the things. And, um, we had tech coaches at that school corporation and they were wonderful. Um, and so I ended up kind of not working with them, but I definitely tried to make myself more present in that space because I was like, this is what I could do. I could be a tech coach. Um, so lots of things happened, but I started leading. I became a Google trainer. I didn't want to quit after the certified educator. I became a trainer and then um, started leading workshops here in Fort Wayne where I live now and could not get enough of it. This is, I couldn't believe just how much it lit me up. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to train teachers. I want to train the trainers. Well, along that journey, I started blogging about it online, but I didn't just blog about my journey with educational technology and Google tools and how my kids were using it and how excited they were and all these magnificent things they were doing with collaborating and creating and things like that. I was also blogging about my burnout and how, you know, all the realizations that I was having. So um, and what was really resonating with people and the most comments that I would get on my posts were, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I've never felt like I could have this conversation out loud. You're telling my story. And I thought, my goodness, you know, I, I had thought that, you know, I would just sneak this in here that, you know, wow, you know, I, I've struggled with burnout in the past. Um, I kind of, I told my story in the seven habits. So I started talking about, you know, um, begin with the end in mind. So, you know, how I really wanted to become a trainer full time and that, you know, I was really practicing on my students and learning all that I could with them. And, um, but then I also talked about how, you know, I didn't realize that I had as much control over my situation as what I did. And that just really, that was a huge realization for me. Like, wow, people want to talk about the burnout, you know, they really want to have this conversation. People would reach out to me. I decided, you know what, I can create a Facebook group, you know? So one night I just kind of spur the moment. I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a group so people can have safe conversations and we can relate to each other and, and you know, become vulnerable together. Um, and that has just, that has grown slowly and steadily over the last uh, two years. And it's just, it's grown into what it is today and I can go into what that is um, as well, but that is in a very, and I'm sorry, I don't know if I went on too long or if it was, <laughs> no, too short, but, um, and I probably, I, I left a lot of important parts out, but I do talk about things very openly about my story on the podcast. Yeah. And you have a podcast and you also have during my research, the video explaining the acronym of burned in, which yeah. I think is, is very well done. So everyone should definitely go check out, that video on your website and real quick, the website is burnedinteacher.com. Burnedinteacher.com. And I'll make sure I link that below because tons of great resources and that video kind of explains exactly that process. And I, I love the use of the acronym. So it was really, really great. Thank you. So just like I talked about working out earlier and how it's this gradual progression, and, and that's what I tell teachers too. It does not have to be perfect for you to take the first step. Your right. first step it is yours and, and things will evolve, but all you have to do is start. Um, and so when I came up with burned in teacher, I was asleep in the van on the way home from this conference and I woke up and I was like, 
burned into burned in teacher because I was, I was burned out again when I was going to this conference in April. And just because I just felt, you know, I had those feelings again, I'm just, this is not what you're supposed to do. Right. And, um, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's the opposite of how I feel. Um, as we were driving down, I felt totally burned out. Now I feel burned in, burned in teacher. So I was like Googling it to see if it was already a thing and it wasn't. So I bought the domain and started blogging that next week. And That's it didn't great. start out as an acronym. Um, it started out as just a place. I got a blogger account, you know, for, from Google and, um, and just started blogging and, and learning about all of that. And the more research I did, you know, people, how, you know, how do people blog? For, I didn't think I wanted to blog for a living, but you know, what, how do people blog? You know, what are the ins and outs of that? What does that look right. like? And I started learning about like lead magnets and building an audience and, and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I don't really have anything to offer besides just telling my story. So I just continued to tell my story. And um, then one day I was driving and I actually have the voice memo here on my phone where, cause that's how I like keep track of my thoughts. I, I do write. Um, but it's definitely not my first love. It's not my first way of get to, getting my thoughts out. I talk right. things out. So I have a voice memo on my phone from the following April because I taught for a whole two years after um, Burned In Teacher started. And I have a voice memo that says, you know, what if Burned In was like a process that I could take teachers through? And I just started talking out like, what if B was like, begin where you are and you was like, understand you, which has now evolved into understand your teacher brand. Um, what if ours, like, I don't know, reflect on your challenges. Like right. I just kind of talked through the first couple letters. And so I just kind of sat on that for another couple months, you know, kind of wrote things out, like what could this be? Um, and now it's turned into, I've led small group programs through that whole process. Um, I, I have a course that launched yesterday. The doors are open. Um, yep. if people are interested in learning more about that, um, it's now the themes for my podcast. That's going to like, season three will launch in September and each month is going to be focused on one of those letters with interviews and, and action steps and, and things like that. So it's kind of become the basis of everything that I do is going back to this the steps, your right. steps on your journey, but these are those guide. This is that guidance that people can use along their way. Yeah, I love all that, and I'm definitely gonna get all those links, and we'll share those and everything in the, uh, the yeah. show notes because I think, so just like you said, so many teachers will resonate with. That's exactly how I'm feeling, mm -hmm. and I, I kind of see the same thing where people don't have an outlet to talk to someone because they think they're alone and isolated in their health whether that be mental, physical, emotional, but when they see someone that has experienced that same journey, they're like, oh my gosh, can I please talk to you? And giving people that outlet is, is a beautiful thing. I do want to go back a couple of minutes and pull on one thing and just kind of talk through it. And yeah. you talked about how teachers, they need, people need to understand that they're more in control of themselves and their journey than they think. And my question would be, do you think that the majority of teachers just kind of feel like they're, hey, I started my career. This is, you know, the, this is the path I have to take. And they're just along for the ride and they're unhappy and they're not setting new goals. They're not meeting those maybe previous goals they had. Is that kind of the feeling you think most people kind of experience? Yeah. So one thing that I have to definitely highlight a little bit is what you said about, you know, they just kind of go along and this is just the way it is. Right. 
So you found me on Instagram. <laughs> so you're going to know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the exact name because I don't want to, I just don't want to go down that road. But there is an account that has over 300,000 followers that their main focus is on how horrible teaching is. Right. But if you look at another person's account who is trying to, she is along the same lines as me. She's been doing this for much longer, but she is in the lane of teacher support, teacher self-empowerment, kind of like me. Um, she has a different avenue. She only has 14,000 followers. Right. So when, when there are so many popular outlets that are glorifying the horror that teachers are going through that are more popular than the platforms where teachers are trying to support one another or experts are trying to support teachers, you know, that, that says a lot about what teachers are choosing to focus on. Right. Because there are, there are not enough posts or funny memes or funny gifts that or GIFs, whichever team you're on, that are going to solve your specific issues. You are the only one who can support your own specific issues in your career. And I should also say, teaching is not the only service profession that struggles with turnover and burnout. Um, so I think that's important to say too, because, and I'm not poo-pooing on how serious the burnout problem is in teaching, right. but I think if we change our perspective a lot and say, this is a cultural issue, not just an education issue, I think that helps to take the pressure off of us to say, oh my gosh, teaching is just so terrible. They expect so much out of us. There are a lot of professions that put a lot of pressure on their employees to do more than what they humanly can possibly. So um, I don't know if that fully answers your question, but I had, I had to focus on that for a second. So one thing that I tell teachers, and, and this is not my quote, Dan Siegel says this, he says, if you can name it, you can tame it. And this goes along the lines of that um, brain-based teaching um, for students, you know, talking about how they feel. Well, if teachers can name their burnout and put a name on it, rather than just saying I'm burned out, um, which is a lot of times, especially if administrators are not being um, good listeners or they're not being respectful of, you know, a, a teacher-specific situation, um, could be perceived as negativity. But if you can say, I am burned and bored, which is where I was at one point, or I am burned and unbalanced, I'm burned and over it. Um, there, now you can say, all right, I'm not just miserable. I am going through a type of burnout that speaks to me and my specific situation, or at least has pieces of how I'm feeling. Um, so that's, I created a teacher burnout quiz in January. Right, yep. So that is free. That is something people can go take. It's six questions. It takes between two and four minutes, how, depending on how close of a reader you are. <laughs> so um, it's super quick. It spits out a result as either burned and over it, burned and bored, or burned and unbalanced. And so I've had teachers, I've sat in breakout sessions, and I have them take this quiz in front of me. And when they walk in, they're like hunched over, like, did anybody see me come in right. to this burned out, you know, burned in teacher session? And when they get their result, I mean, they're sitting at their computer like this. When they get their results, they go, 
you just see the weight, like, oh my gosh, like it almost makes me emotional as I'm in, even talking about it. I have goosebumps. They sit back or they come in with a friend and they look at each other and they go, that's me. And they say, I'm not crazy. I'm not a bad person. This is me. And to have that feeling as someone who has felt so isolated and so alone in their struggle, to watch that transformation from this two minute experience is so, it's, I don't know what to say other than magical because you've, you've already, you've all of a sudden helped somebody to say, oh my gosh, thank goodness. I thought that I was the only one in the whole world that felt this way. And then they get the cheat sheet. And when you get the cheat sheet, of course, step one is taking the quiz, naming your burnout. But then the second step is identifying your stage. Because another thing I found is that, you know, not everybody is the same level of burnout. So if teachers can say, okay, I'm burned and over it. Um, I've been surrounded by so much negativity. My administrator's super negative. She never wants to listen to my ideas or my struggles. She doesn't offer any help. My colleagues are just, they, they're so negative. Like I just, I need, a, I, I want more positivity. Um, but then, you know, you could be at different stages. So I've created a, what's called a success roadmap. Um, so you can be a level zero or a level five. So you can go from zero, which is totally burned out. You feel isolated, um, ashamed. You haven't really talked about it. You could be a level one, which I call build your spark. So we want to build that spark to maybe ignite your fire again for teaching. So you're still feeling guilty, a little resentful, that kind of thing. I'm just kind of going through it really quickly. Um, Stage two is burn, uh, build your ignition. So we've, we've turned that spark into a small ignition of a fire. So you're feeling more validated. You're a little curious now. You want to do some learning about this. You're not just venting, you're seeking support. Um, And then stage three is uh, build your flame. So this is where you're activated. You're becoming more brave. You're more insightful. You're paying more attention. Um, Stage four is build your fire. So that's you being more intentional and more engaged in your situation. And you are, you are seeking those solutions. You're not, you're no longer uh, feeling like you said earlier, like this is just the way it is, you know? And I call that like being a victim of circumstance. Um, you, you kind of just say, well, this is the way it is. And this is the way teachers are treated. And I can tell you the difference between even the two buildings in one corporation can be two totally different worlds. So, um, so there's just a little caveat there, but, and then you want to try to get to stage five, which is burned in. That's where you're empowered, supported, organized, balanced. And I'm kind of teetering on the edge of taking balance out of there because there's really no such thing as balance. It's more of like a harmony. You give it, you give the attention to the things that need your attention at the times that they need it. Um, And that's just the way you feel. There are different things that you do and different things that you think about in, um, in these different um, stages of this roadmap. So you can identify your stage. And I've had people who, I, you know, I ask them to show fingers of what stage they feel like they're in. And they're like, I'm like a 1.5 you know, and, and that's okay too. Um, but that again, it's kind of like a rubric, you know, that you would give students if you're doing a project or a writing project or whatever. Um, if you can see what a stage four or five looks like, and you feel like you're at a stage one, you at least know how to identify those feelings or start to kind of even 
try to do the things you don't really want to do to try to get to that place where you're more burned in, um, rather than just sitting in that burnout, knowing you need to do something, but not knowing what to do. Right. Yeah. The fact that you have all of these tools and resources is amazing. I think there's just not enough out there and you putting so many processes and things in place that people can turn to is, is really powerful. I want to conclude with just some takeaways teachers can use. So say, I'm going to take the quiz. This resonates with me. I am definitely feeling some sort of way about being burned out. And I get this reading, I go through the rubric and I'm, you know, I am that 1.5 or I'm that one. I, and I'm going into a new school year, which the show will come out in the next few weeks. People are starting to head back. What small things can I start to do today that will kind of reverse that cycle, start to set me up for success? Mm -hmm. Just one or two things that we can do. Yeah. So number one is definitely open the conversation with someone that you trust. And that's definitely different than venting over a bottle of wine or three um, on a Friday, right. <laughs> which I definitely did when I was teaching. Um, I thought that that was, you know, just a good release. And all it did was put fuel on this fire of burnout. Right. So finding someone that you can talk to, um, a mentor, someone that's better than you at something. So for example, if you are, let's say a burned and over it teacher, which means you're struggling with, with student apathy, um, and you know, they aren't paying attention to you. They're disrespecting you. So therefore you're just like, I'm over it. These kids are just, I can't, um, find someone who has excellent relationships with, with their students. Um, because I mean, you know, this as well, one student can act one way for one teacher and one way for another teacher. And the same thing right. goes with our children, right? Children can act one way for one parent and one way for another. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And it is fixable. It takes work, you know, just like fitness, it takes work, but you deciding to change your perspective and saying, these kids, these parents, this principal, and really focusing in on, okay, what can I do right. within my control to fix this? Finding someone to talk that through, finding a mentor, finding a hero, finding a friend that will help you through that. The other thing I would definitely say is pay attention. Pay attention to what you say. Pay attention to what you do. Pay attention to how you're projecting yourself to your students, to your administrator, to your family, to your friends. Because your teacher brand is whatever people say it is. So if you walk around the corner and people scatter like cockroaches when the light is turned on, that's your brand. If, if people, if people wait for you to ask that final negative question at the end of a meeting, that's your brand. Right. So pay attention going into the school year. How, what do I say? Am I, am I the person who people come to when they have nasty things to say, or am I the teacher that people come to, to ask for support from, you know, those types of things. And that's just a tiny iota of a piece of talking about understanding your teacher brand through the program, but really pay attention to it going in because it will make a huge difference for the rest of your school year. Um, so you can control your brand. And the next thing that I would do is say going into the school year is what are you already dreading before it even starts? What are you dreading? 
and decide whether it's something you can or cannot control. Because if you go into the school year, and most teachers classify themselves as a type A, if you go into the school year feeling like you're going to fix the world, then you're going to burn out again. You're going to get to October and it's going to be the same struggle as it was the year before. So focus on what you can and cannot control. Focus on your true challenges. If your challenge is a bad relationship with your principal, then focus on it. What can you do to try to build a better relationship with him or her? So those are just small, uh, little, just the beginning of the things that you can start doing. I'm getting all excited and I could keep talking more, but um, definitely take the quiz, download the cheat sheet. There are specific action steps for those three types of burnout in there, because if you're a burned and unbalanced teacher, you have a huge workload, you need help with time management, you need to take different actions than someone who is, who is struggling with poor relationships. Right. Um, so that's, and I'm sorry if I went on too long, but that that, great. Uh, so those are just a few things you can do. No, I, I really appreciate it. I think, again, it's so, so valuable to so many teachers that it's going to be definitely worth it. You could talk all day um, <laughs> as long as they'll listen. So, Amber, I really appreciate your time. I, I commend you for taking your own personal journey and turning that into such a positive light to share and impact other teachers. And it's just, it's just amazing. I'm excited to watch in the future. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. I appreciate you on the show and everyone make sure to check out the show notes, follow Amber and her journey burned in teacher, take the quiz and then do something with that new self-awareness that you have. Have a great day.